You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda rhymes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host, and this is actually a BGM podcast extra. Every now and then, we drop an extra episode of the podcast just for you as a special bonus episode. And this week, our BGN Podcast Extra features the director and one of the actors from the Sony Pictures film, Madam Web. We welcome director S.J. Clarkson and Celeste O'Connor to talk about the movie with us. Madam Web is currently now playing in theaters nationwide. So if you are excited about Madam Web coming out this weekend, then sit back, relax, and enjoy this BGM podcast extra featuring director and writer S.J. Clarkson and Celeste O'Connor for this BGM podcast extra of Madam Web. Hi, Celeste. Hi, SJ. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to Black Girl Nerds and be on our podcast to talk about this incredible film, which I absolutely love. And I'm not saying that just because I'm talking to the two of you. I really, truly enjoyed and was entertained by this film from minute one to the end credits. Um, This was absolutely delightful, suspenseful, action-packed, all of the things. Uh, So thank you so much. And I I really hope that when this opens, that everybody will share the same feelings that I do about this film. Um, I want to start with you, SJ. Oh, oh, yeah. Honestly, you can stay. That was so nice. That was really sweet. That was really nice. (laughs) We love you. You're our favorite. (laughs) It's very authentic. I truly mean that. Um, SJ, starting with you, the story of Cassandra Webb, will be for, it it will be new for many fans of the Spider-Verse franchise. As you got attached to this film, was Madam Web a new character for you to explore? Definitely. I'd heard of her before, but just on the periphery, you know? Because she is. She's sort of a smaller, peripheral, marginalized character. But for me, I thought it was so exciting to have a character with this extraordinary skill of clairvoyance, which I'd never seen before. And that was both a terrifying prospect and also it became, I think, you know, the biggest blessing for the movie because it was something different and enabled us to explore this character in a new, fresh and individual way. Celeste, Maddie has a very interesting backstory as um, she doesn't have much of a relationship with her parents. Do you think that those abandonment issues have shaped the girl that she is today? Oh, 100%. A hundred thousand percent. I think that's what's so beautiful about this story to me is that each of the girls, and Maddie in particular, even though she grows up 
um, with everything she needs. She grows up wealthy, um, private school, all of these things. She doesn't have that relationship to her parents, that first relationship. So she is kind of guarded. She um, doesn't let people in. She doesn't know how to trust people. And that's the beauty of the story is that she finds and discovers how to trust other girls and other women. And by doing that, by going on that journey of opening herself up, she becomes the best version of herself. And I think that is the coolest thing ever. That is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved every bit of her character in this in this film. Uh, SJ, back to you. Madam Webb in the comics first appears as an elderly woman, um, but we get her origin story in this film. What run of the comics did you dive into to kind of help map out this narrative? This is this is for the comic book geeks out there. <laughs> oh, I, they were the best. I, everything, every single one. I read every single comic because you know it's the it's the character and you want to try and find the best you can across the board and I think what we tried to do because it was an origin story because it isn't her as she appeared in the original November 1980 issue was to find the spirit of her and who she was and then try and figure out how she got there you know and that was the most exciting part to make it this origin story to see her journey and then understand and take the best bits I think and try and bring that to the culmination that leads towards who she's going to be right Celeste, uh, throughout various scenes of the film, um, there's a funny remark that Maddie references the fact that you don't want to see her get hangry, which I thought was hilarious throughout the film. Um, and it, it kind of reminded me of The Incredible Hulk. Uh, is, there, yeah. That's so funny. Is, is there some foreshadowing there of what her powers will become? Because she kind of brings that up often. <laughs> Honestly, I love that idea. I love that thought. Um, that now you when, she's, thinking. when she's hangry, maybe that's when her powers come out. I have no idea, but that was so funny to me because that was written in the script. And then through the process of me and SJ working on Maddie and hanging out and developing our relationship, we realized that that's actually so true to me, too. Like, there are moments where we would be working together and hanging out, and I would just go quiet or just, like, look mean or evil, and SJ would be like, all right, so Celeste is hangry. Um, where's a croissant? Can we get a croissant over here? Yeah. So... It, and we perfected it. it. By the time we got to Lupin, I would order breakfast before they got there. Yeah. Right? Celeste would arrive and I'd be like, I order breakfast. No, last time you literally <laughs> had like a cheese plate I... and grapes and croissants. It was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The way to Celeste's heart, a cheese plate. Honestly, it's true. Yeah. yeah. But you're it is. In, you're in there, SJ. You're in my heart. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I just I relate to Maddie on on a deeper level when she says that throughout the film because yeah you you don't want to see me when I get hangry either so I, I appreciated that sentiment throughout the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's ba SJ back to you. There's uh, this beautiful origin story that is tied to the birth of Cassandra and how it connects to the feelings about her mother. Um, what is it about superheroes and their parents that have such an impact, such a significant impact on the heroic acts that they perform throughout their superhero career. 
I think that's such a great question because it is true, right, of most superheroes. They all are abandoned or, you know, orphaned. And I think there's that thing about being alone and having to find your own path and being brave and finding yourself and learning who you are, not necessarily with the guidance of those around you, you know, which makes it for a harder journey. And I think that's what makes them relatable, right? We've all felt marginalised in our own lives at some point, you know, and on the outside looking in. And I think superheroes sort of epitomise that in a way and sort of show that there is a way forward and you can find the hero within your yourself and I think it's what I loved about Madame Webb as well because it shows that you don't need to have superhuman strength to be a hero mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. was that important for you to include the um you know the origin story part of her mother's journey into this film to connect that you know I guess the story arc of uh or the character development of who Cassandra is and who she becomes into this film and, and was that tied into the comics at all? Well, I think that was sort of born out of the sort of the development of the scripts, really, because, you know, the idea of her being orphaned and believing that her mother cared about something else, you know, I thought was really interesting. And, and that's what becomes the emotional heartbeat of the movie. When we meet Cassie, she's quite abrasive. She doesn't want connections by her very nature. She chose the, the, the you know, the job of a paramedic because she picks them up, drops them off. There's no longevity in that, you know, so she's not looking for sort of strong, long connections because she didn't have that. She never had that. She believed that she was abandoned. So I think for her to go back and that's the wonderful thing about, I think, one of the themes of the movie is she has to go back to understand her past, to really understand where she's in the present and then make her better choices for the future. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'd say that theme is probably, you know, resonant today. Celeste, we get to see you in costume in, in the film, which is so awesome. What was it like for you wearing the costume on the set? And did you feel empowered when you that. saw yeah. yourself in it? Or was it the complete opposite? Did it feel like, you know, it was heavy and, you know, it was... You know, no, it was the best day ever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who gets to be Spider-Woman? Who gets to do that? That's not an everyday average activity. Are no. you kidding me? I am not nonchalant in any way. I am extremely chalant. <laughs> I, I had the suit on. I was running around. I was like, everybody look at me, SJ. Like, we need to take a selfie. We, we need to take pictures. My favorite selfie. Yeah, it's, it's your contact us. picture. I love it. It's us going like this. I'm obviously not in costume. I, I'm just, you know, looking like me. But And it's me in the super suit with the afro. And it's just putting on the it. whole costume felt so meaningful to me. Because if I had a Spider-Woman when I was younger with her hair out, with her natural hair, like... I don't know, I'm just getting a little emotional because it just meant so much yeah. to me. And I feel like that would have shown me um, like how beautiful my natural self is. So I'm just happy I got to do that for other people. It's amazing. It, it's, it is so important because when we see ourselves reflected in media, like that- <laughs> No, I love it. It, it, it makes me, so yeah, proud. it makes me wanna cry because yeah, when we see ourselves reflected in media, it is so, so important. And then it empowers us to want to dress up in cosplay, to go to comic cons, to to be able to want to go and see movies like this because we're like, oh my gosh, I see myself being reflected. So you know, thank you for you know being a part of this film. And no, and yeah, thank SJ. First of all, thank <laughs> SJ for casting me in this part because that was a really powerful choice. And that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, easiest decision. Right, because this is a race bent character because she's white in the comic book. So, yeah. But yeah, Celeste's self-tape, I have to say, when I saw the uh, Celeste sent her self-tape and it was just, uh, you know, 
I think you're in a mustard hoodie and like, you know, I, you hadn't done your hair and like, you know. I look was, like I just woke up. I think so. But the spirit of Matty just kind of punched me in the face. It was an incredible moment. Inimitable, incredible, amazing. And I got COVID too when I was supposed to do. Oh, my that's right. Read. That's right. During the, <laughs> during the chemistry read, Celeste got COVID. So we were trying to do it on the Zoom, and it was my last opportunity to do a chemistry read. And it's the one time I went back, and I was like to the studio, I have to go again. I have to go again because I think I found Maddie, and I need her in the room. And you know, and then and you were right. Co- uh, and that was your intuition. That was my gut telling me we got to get you in the room. Yeah. And that's how I know you're the right person for this job because you have a strong intuition and you're telling a story about seeing the future. Come on. If only I did have clairvoyance. Wow. I'm working do, on though. it. You kind of do. Intuition. Guts. Yeah. Bit of gut. gut intuition. Yeah. Not as good as Cassie, though, unfortunately. <laughs> but, like, you know. I wanted to piggyback a little bit off of the uh, wearing the costume and feeling empowered uh, for you, Celeste. Did you, do you now feel like you want to go out and cosplay as a result of playing this character now? Um, I don't know, not necessarily. I just feel like playing dress up is just a part of who I am. Um, and so any opportunity I get to play dress up, I'm gonna take it. And that was that was a really special moment. That was a really special dressing up moment. <laughs> That's awesome, I love it. SJ, this film definitely leaves room for more storytelling in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've directed episodes of Jessica Jones, of The Defenders, and characters from both of those shows have crossed paths with the Madam Web universe. Would you like to see more cross-pollination happening with other characters as her story evolves? Well, I, I must say, we talked about this. I actually knew Maddie Franklin before I knew of Madam Webb, back to your question at the very beginning, because when I did Jessica Jones, I got sent the graphic novel, and, and it was really my first introduction to comics, and I thought it was extraordinary. I sat down and thought, oh, I'll read a couple of pages, and I ended up reading it from cover to cover, I think, twice. I thought the extraordinary brevity and propulsion of the storytelling and the graphic nature of it and these sort of cinematic images bursting out at me lent itself to be put on screen. But one of the things I loved about it is there's a moment in Alias where... Jessica and Matty meet. So I'd actually met Maddie before, which was incredibly exciting. So listen, because of Jessica and Madam Webb and Maddie and, you know, Julia and all of them, sure, why not? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be absolutely amazing. I I hope to see it one day. Um, Celeste, back to you. One of my favorite scenes in the film is the restaurant scene with you and the other girls as you guys are dancing on the table to Britney Spears (laughs) Toxic. <laughs> you, you guys look like you had so much fun. What what was filming like that day? I loved that. Well, we filmed that over a couple about, of days. I think it was about a week. A we week? were in the diner, and t- including the stunts, because we had to. We yeah. built the diner, and it was built on a on a plot of land on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. There was actually a car park for a baseball park, which was behind it, and people kept stopping trying to get burgers. And we were like, No, no, no! It's not a real diner. This is a set. This is, like, a, set. <laughs> this is a set. And then we wrecked it. You know, I'm not going to give it away. And then we had to rebuild it again to do the, you know, so we actually, yeah, it was it was a big, big set. So I think it was over about five days that we yeah. did that, right? That was fun. There were so many levels to that scene. First of all, there was us sitting at the counter eating. And I was like, I, I, I went to SJ and I was like, okay, so Maddie's been talking all this shit about how she's hungry and how she's going to order everything on the menu. I need, I need cake. I need ice cream. I need fries. 
everything. She was like, okay, let's do this. I, and, and, and you were like, pace yourself, yeah. Celeste. I was like, no, Asha, you don't understand. Pace I yourself. can do this. Pace yourself. And she <laughs> I did. can eat fries every for the entire day. That's right. Yeah. You ate fries continually. <laughs> and I did and say, where, where did it go? Where did I the did fries go? <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't they bear it. They went to it. my brain. I can't bear it. They went to my brain. My brain just got bigger. But it was <laughs> it was just so it was so fun because I just got to be Maddie like stuffing her face, like just And you over did. And so let's again. just ate her way through the day. You know. <laughs> even when I said cut. I had to commit. I had to commit to the bit. You did, you fully commit. Yeah, I do. And then the dancing was so much fun. And then the car driving into the front of the diner was so much fun. Those and credit to you guys. Were real. Yeah, credit to you guys. <laughs> they were in the room. They were all in the room. We there was no there. CG oh, wow. with that. They were in the room when that happened. Yeah. The, so when you, a guys, you guys car, essentially, essentially, you guys did your own stunts. In that scene, of. yeah. Yeah, they totally. did. They I did. did. I did because even when Ezekiel chokes me, that was me. That's right. That was kind of a stunt. Yeah, you were you were flown up. Yeah, yeah, you're on wires. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, Celeste, this story is grounded in these relationships between these women, which we don't often see in like big studio comic book films. Why is it important to see a film that carries this message that we see about solidarity and friendship? That's a great question. I think it's so important. I think something that me and the girls talk about is that um, a lot of our culture teaches us to be hyper-independent, to not rely on anybody, um, to do whatever you can to get to the top and be the most successful. But I think why this movie is really special is because it teaches us that interdependence and you know depending on each other and having community and friendship and connection is really the thing that makes us the most powerful. And I think that's really important for young women to understand. And that's something I'm learning in my life now. You know, even as an actor behind the scenes, I feel very aligned with that message because I'm like, okay, how can I build a real relationship with you, SJ, and not just like a hierarchical dynamic of you're my boss and I just listen to you or whatever it is. Like, I really wanted to have a genuine relationship to you because I love your art. Um, and that's how I feel about the other girls, too. And so I think the story that you created, I try to live that in my life, in my personal life. Um, and I think other people should, too. You make me cry now. <laughs> well said. Beautiful. I love it. I mean, I just, I love this story. I love the action. I, I love all aspects and elements of this film. Great job, SJ. Great job, Celeste. Thank you both Thank so much you. for taking the time to talk to Black Thank Girl you Nerds. so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And all the best. Thank Have you. a great premiere. Thank you, Thank so you very much. much. Thank you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.